Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Friday, November 18th, and this is People Every Day. Well, guys, we did it again. Congratulations and happy Friday. The weekend is upon us, and we're in the home stretch. Three more work days until Turkey Day or Tofurkey Day for my vegetarian vegan friends. Either way, eyes on the prize, people. We have some great stories to send you off into the weekend, so jumping right into what's swirling around out there. First up, Ticketmaster has canceled the general ticket sale for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour due to an extraordinarily high demand. The sale, which was supposed to begin this morning, was canceled after more than 2 million tickets were sold for the 2023 tour through Ticketmaster's verified fan presale on Tuesday. While many fans were able to nab their tickets in the presale, others were left waiting in hours-long Ticketmaster queues that eventually either crashed or sold out. The company later issued a statement via Twitter about historically unprecedented demand for tickets to the tour, and the Capital One cardholder presale scheduled for the same day was postponed to Wednesday. Now, the rollout has led to outrage from fans, especially as resale tickets have begun appearing on sites such as StubHub for ridiculously high prices. According to CNN, tickets for Swift's show at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey on May 26th are listed for as much as $21,600. Yes, you heard me correctly. Well, Swift has spoken. She released a statement earlier today that read in part, there's a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets. And I'm trying to figure out how this situation can be improved moving forward. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand and they assured us they could. The star added, quote, it's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. Good for her. If you're a Swifty out there, our hearts are with you. We hope you can grab your ticket and still have money to retire. Next, an update on the turmoil behind the scenes on social media site Twitter. On Wednesday, new Twitter CEO Elon Musk, who has already slashed half of the site's workforce, sent a mass email to remaining employees, giving them an ultimatum. Musk told employees in the email, which had the subject, a fork in the road, that Twitter would, quote, need to be extremely hardcore to succeed. He offered two options, stay and expect long, intense hours of work, or resign by Thursday at 5 p.m. and receive three months of severance pay. Unfortunately, this hardcore approach to Twitter seems to have backfired, as according to Kylie Robison of Fortune magazine, up to 75% of the 3,700 remaining employees may have opted to leave following Musk's ultimatum. Additional reporting from CNN indicated that remaining employees received an email Thursday night that the Twitter offices would remain locked until Monday in order to combat any potential sabotage attempts. The email was apparently so sudden that several employees were still on site when the lock-in occurred. The slate of bad news led to a social media frenzy, and the hashtag RIPTwitter began trending Thursday night. 
As of right now, the site's still functional and will keep you updated with whatever happens next. It'll certainly be interesting, and I hope Hollywood writers are taking copious notes because this sounds like a blockbuster script. Now for a little flashback fun on this here Friday. The White House has been the scene of many historical events, but none of them are more fun or more interesting than the weddings. Join us as we take an inside look into the intricacies of the many ceremonies that have taken place there. Getting married is typically seen as one of the most joyous occasions in life. I mean, I always love going to a wedding, but wedding planning, that's a whole other thing. It can be quite stressful at times. You're trying to lock down the dress, the caterer, the band, and of course, locking down just the right venue. A lot of couples have looked to plan weddings at a family home, but imagine if that family home is located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. This weekend, Naomi Biden, the granddaughter of President Joe Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, is getting married to her fiance, Peter Neal, at the White House. When I saw this news, I realized I don't really know much about White House weddings and how they work, but someone who does is joining us now to give us a sneak peek into the nuptials and a little history on nuptials at our national landmark. It's People's White House correspondent, Sandra Soberai Westfall. Hey, Sandra, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks. So, Sandra, can you tell us a little bit about the happy couple, Naomi and Pete? It's funny, they'd been sort of ships crossing in the night. She had gone to the University of Pennsylvania for undergraduate. He went to UPenn for law school when she was in law school at Columbia. So there was a lot of crisscrossing, but they had never really met until introduced by a mutual friend. Now they're they're both lawyers getting their careers off the ground in Washington, D.C. And she's really close with grandpa, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In fact, so close that she can pat down in her pajamas and slippers to see him in the morning for breakfast because she and Peter have been living in the White House in the third floor residence quarters that Michelle Obama's mother lived in during the Obama years. The president has talked about how he speaks with his granddaughters every day, but clearly Naomi being the oldest and also named after the baby that he lost when he was a young father to a car accident decades ago. I think she does have a special place in his heart and now in his home. (laughs) What do we know about this weekend's big wedding? Very, very little. There's a ceremony at 11 a.m. on Saturday on the South Lawn. And we're told that the White House will issue a statement and some photos to the entire White House press corps at the same time. So that's actually, I I think, a charmingly egalitarian way to go about sharing this occasion with the country since it is hosted at the People's House. It comes at a kind of tricky time with inflation and the results of the midterms and the father of the bride under kind of renewed attack and and legal jeopardy. So it's a hard wedding to message when you're the White House. And we've seen this with brides in the past. Jenna Bush was not going to release anything but one photo. And then once she and her mom looked at all the pictures that the photographers had gathered, it's like they just kept coming. They wanted everybody to see how gorgeous it was and how special. So I have, I'm hopeful that we will actually know a lot more by about this time on Sunday. And it's the day before President Biden's birthday, right? He's turning 80 on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine there will be a birthday cake and some singing. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, this isn't the first time a president has hosted a wedding at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Can you take us through a little bit of the history of White House weddings? 
They started in 1812 with Dolly Madison's sister. And all told, I think there's been 18 actual wedding ceremonies inside the White House and then four just wedding receptions. Some presidents kind of maxed out on <laughs> the privilege of being able to do that. LBJ had had two weddings there, for one for his daughter, I think one for his niece. Wilson actually had two daughters get married there and then a niece. The Clintons had Hillary's brother and the daughter of Senator Barbara Boxer get married at the White House. Trisha Nixon was, I think, the most recent sort of presidential direct family member getting married in the White House. It's a lot of daughters and sons and friends, but has a president ever gotten married at the White House? Grover Cleveland was the only president to get married in the White House. On June 2nd, 1886, in the Blue Room. Nice. Wow, Sandra, I seriously just learned so much. Thank you for treating us to this history lesson and for taking us into all of this weekend's big wedding plans at the White House. Coming up, People has announced their 2022 Beauty Awards, and we're breaking down who has the best products for your skin, body, and hair. But first, it's the last New Music Friday before Thanksgiving. And we've got a great lineup of songs for you to load up on your phone before any hectic holiday travel. Stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and it's New Music Friday. This morning, Pharrell Williams announced his Something in the Water Festival will return in 2023. And to commemorate the announcement, he took us on a little trip to Atlanta. Down in Atlanta, might just slide through the zone. Not talking LeBron home when I say I'm in Cleveland. The song, titled, of course, Down in Atlanta, is the latest feature for Travis Scott, who has steadily made his way back into the scene after last year's tragedy at his Astroworld Festival. Next, Saweetie is back today with a six-song project titled The Single Life, which covers, you guessed it, her life as a single woman. The lead single off the collection is titled Don't Say Nothing. Saweetie told Rolling Stone that Don't Say Nothing is for my single women who are upset with the violation of privacy. If you give someone an intimate moment, keep it on hush mode. Mm. That's a message to all the men out there. Kiss and tell and get cussed out. <laughs> you better listen to Saweetie. Finally, here's a name you might not have expected to hear again. Rebecca Black. 
But it is her day, right? The artist behind the notorious 2011 viral hit, Friday, is all grown up and releasing new music. Here's a little bit from her new single, Crumbs. You can make a... The song is the first single off Rebecca's first album, Let Her Burn, which is due out in 2023. And if this first song is any indication, it might be one to look out for. We've come a long way since Friday. 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 There's the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Tonys, and then there's People's Beauty Awards. They need to fit the B for the Beauty Awards somewhere in that EGOT acronym, right? But in all seriousness, since 2015, People has teamed up with The Today Show to determine what the best skincare, body care, hair care, and makeup products are that you can get at your local Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS, you name it. It's that time of year again, and we've got our list. Who's ready to look slash feel good and not break the bank? You know I am. Joining me now to discuss this year's winners is People's Deputy Beauty Director and my winner for Best Skin in the Business, Jackie Fields. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Janine. I'm happy to be here. First things first, let's talk about body care. We've got a few winners here from sunscreen to body wash. So tell us which products we should be buying and why they're on our winners list this year. I'm personally covered head to toe in Beauty Awards winners. One of them is the Alba Sunscreen Spray. This one for Best Sunscreen, it's an SPF 45. SPF gets a really bad rep for feeling super sticky and gross and is one of the reasons why people don't use SPF and you absolutely need to every single day. So this is one that testers really, really liked the feel of and that makes a huge difference. There's always a body care winner this year. It was the Dove Moisture Boost Body Cleanser. This body cleanser is serum infused and what we're seeing more and more in beauty is that Body care products are almost like skincare products, but designed for your body. So you're getting lots of amazing ingredients like hyaluronic acid, ceramides, things that you would normally see in skincare that's now in body care and just making it even better. Another big winner was the Jergens Deep Conditioning Shea and Cocoa Butter Blend. This was our best butter winner. We always try to award a best lotion, but usually there's that thicker, richer formula for people who do like that sort of feel and coverage. And this did it for our testers this year. What you got for us in terms of skincare? So the face mask winner was Andalou Naturals 1000 Roses Soothing Sleeping Mask. Testers felt across the board that this smelled incredible. It wasn't overwhelming. It was just really nice. And when it comes to a mask, it it helped them really set the mood. The other cool thing about this mask is that you don't have to find time in your day because it's a sleeping mask. It's an overnight mask. You can put it on as your last step, set your alarm, fall asleep, wake up in the morning. It's not all over your pillow and your skin is more plump. Like who doesn't want that? What about those acne issues? So for for those of us, myself included, who still battle with an occasional breakout, there are so many acne patches on the market. This is one of the fastest growing categories we're finding. And these acne patches from Hero Cosmetics, the Mighty Patch Face, were a big winner. These patches are not your typical acne patch. These are a little bigger to fight bigger breakout zones. So it might not be the kind of thing that you're wearing outside, of course. But again, this is something you can put on overnight when you spot that you have a trouble zone. 
Good. And then the thing that I literally need right now, a cleanser. What did you guys pick? Cleansing bombs are amazing because they are a step before a traditional cleanser to very gently help remove, get that makeup, that dirt, those impurities off your face so that a cleanser can actually go on your face and do what it's intended to do. This winner was CeraVe, the makeup remover cleansing balm. This was a really creamy consistency, a jar that you could just put your hand into, scoop up a little of the product with ease. And who doesn't love a product that breaks down mascara without irritating your eyes? And that's what we got out of this one. And that's what made it a winner. What products are taking home the top spots for makeup? in our Beauty Awards this year. Our best eyeliner went to CoverGirl for their Exhibitionist Lash Enhancing Liquid Eyeliner. Our testers felt like this is so easy to control. It's foolproof. And then we had a best primer winner that went to ELF. This year they won for the Cosmetic Seabright Putty Primer, which is a primer that has vitamin C in it, which is super cool because it's on your face all day long. So why not have a good skincare benefit? And then lastly, in makeup was our best nail treatment that went to Essie for their hard to resist nail strengthener. It's using special bonding technology to improve the way that nails feel in as little as three days. It also comes in two different colors, a pink and a purple tint that help to um, neutralize your nail bed and make it look better. Last but not least, hair care. Avino, a brand we all know and love. They have a new system for damaged hair called the Avino Hair Plant protein blend. Avino brings those same gentle but effective formulas from skincare into hair care. We also had a best hair serum, and that's not surprising. The Dove Hair Therapy Brilliant Gloss and Repair Serum is a mouthful, but it actually also works. This is a ceramide-infused styler. This is not only going to smooth split ends and make your hair look glossy, but it's also got some skincare ingredients in it to help the overall health of your hair over time, which is super cool. The Heritage Up in the Air Volumizing Brush was a heat tool that people were obsessed with. One of them said, it was so easy to maneuver, turned my frizzy waves into a professional-looking blowout. Like, you don't get better reviews than that when it comes to a a heat tool. And I just want to add, it's our Drugstore Beauty Awards. So you're seeing these products at CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart, Target, Walgreens, and like those subsequent online shops and Amazon. So these are the retailers that you know and love. So it's super easy to get these things. My whole Christmas list was just coming out of your mouth. Jackie, it was so great to have you on. Thanks for stopping by and sharing all of this with us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so as we already covered, Swifties were put through the ringer this week as they waited in long queues, got kicked out of virtual lines, and waited anxiously to see if they'd get to go to Taylor's first tour since 2018. Well, one dad was trying to score tickets when he got the good news, and his reaction was priceless. Take a listen. And of course, once the initial shock sets in, one has no choice but to celebrate with a little bit of a dance. Well, the rollout for Taylor Swift's era tour may have been a bit of a disaster, but a Swifty dad celebration is certainly something to make you smile. That's all for today, everyone. I hope you have a great weekend and we'll be back Monday for another brand new People Every Day. 
People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Vermillion, Leah Roth-Barsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Blumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 